Welcome to the C-Note Audio Experience. This is your host, C-Note, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Rivera. Happy Friday, August uh, 3rd? 4th. August 4th. I don't... The days go by so fast. I don't look at them. I don't remember them. Uh, so happy Friday. Hopefully it's a day that you um, celebrate, but at the same time, know that it's not yet a time to rest. <laughs> uh, it is... Uh, Fridays for me are, it's nice that the work week is over, that I can kind of, uh, it's a nice time for me to sort of slow down, evaluate the week, refresh, and uh, at least from the the work week perspective, but then also I'm ramping up for what I'm going to do in the weekend in terms of my personal projects. I mean, I'm a, I'm a constantly going, um, I shouldn't say going, constantly thinking (laughs) or constantly dreaming up or working on or planning things, um, not constantly doing, uh, I should say. I do plenty on my phone all the time. I'm, I'm trying to write more medium articles that go alongside what I'm talking about. Uh, so if you follow me on Twitter, most likely rival my design, or if you find me on LinkedIn or, uh, any other platform, you'll see that I've been posting companion articles with, uh, or at least the past two days of um, what I've been talking about. So hopefully Fridays are a good time for you to be excited that the week is over, but also think about the weekend and what you're going to do. Um, I mean, it depends on what kind of person you are. If you're if you're the hustler type and you're unhappy with your life and you need to make something happen, then there is no weekend for you. You don't get to enjoy it. You have to keep working. If you're in a good spot in your life and you're happy taking vacations and doing those things, then by all means, have a good time. But uh, there's no complaining in between that, basically is what I'm saying. If you're still complaining about life and things, you shouldn't be working. Or you shouldn't be resting on the weekend. you got to fix things. you gotta, you got to work towards making your life better. Every day, every single day, whether it's Friday, Monday, Saturday, or some made-up day that doesn't exist. Either way... Uh, so today, I wanted to talk about, really, kind of walk you through my career a little bit, and share some lessons along the way, um, sort of a flashback Friday, as it were, and um, talk a little bit about how I got to the current state of my life and career. Um, it's not going to be too much personal life stuff, it'll just be mostly career stuff, but uh just a little bit about how I got to where I am, how I feel about where I am, and how that could relate to you and what you're trying to achieve uh, as a person that is trying to figure stuff out. I assume that's who you are. If if not, then maybe this episode's not for you, but I don't know. Listen, enjoy. I'll try to make it entertaining. So let's kick it off. Okay, so for those who don't know much about me, I am originally from Philadelphia, uh, born and raised. I did not hang out in the playground too much. I did when I was a little kid, but not too much after that. I spent a lot of time in my room (laughs) uh, working on things. But yeah, I um, grew up in Philly, spent the first 25 years of my life in Philly. Now I live in San Diego. my Both of my parents are from Puerto Rico, uh, so there's some cultural somewhat immigrant mindset um, with my parents, sort of like coming over and trying to achieve the American dream. My dad is very much a person that is uh, entrepreneurial and driven and focused and um, I wouldn't say focused, sometimes he's a little all over the place, but he's very business-minded, he's very very smart when it comes to people and sales and really nailing home how to how to convert people to a product or an idea. Um, so ever since I was a kid, uh, he had a advertising agency, which I pretty much lived and breathed because I would go with him on to meetings and to collect invoices or to talk to people or, or go to see all the different events and stuff like that. So really early on, my ambitions in life were sort of paved by that. Uh, wanting to kind of 
be involved in cool things. Like he would go to Phillies games and and talk to the players or salespeople there or stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool to get kind of like that access. And then my mom is always has always been the type of person who is um, she's kind of entrenched in pop culture. She doesn't know every little thing, but she she we would watch the award shows together. We would watch a lot of pop concerts. We'd listen to a lot of pop music together. She's always had a great singing voice, so we would sing in the car. And um, and she was always very nurturing and caring and listening um, to the things that I want. So she was very she was always very good at telling me um, what was good and how to be a good person to people, but also telling me uh, when I'm doing something stupid. <laughs> so she's, she's very polarizing in that way. And for me, that was, I mean, that was very good, at least for me. Uh, I can't speak for my siblings, but I assume they're good people also. I don't talk to them too much. Um, so she, they really hammered home, really both my parents, you know, when to be polite and nice to people and you really try to be nice to people no matter what the situation, unless they severely burn you. <laughs> you know, my mom is the type of person that, um, she'll love you no matter who you are. Uh, if you're, if you're nice to people, if you're whatever, but the second you sort of show that you're a ter terrible person or you're not willing to contribute to a friendship relationship, whatever, uh, really, if you, if you express, um, lack of loyalty, I guess you could say, she'll cut you off. And probably cut your throat <laughs> but that's that's great and for me um, I think that combination has led to me being a kind of a somewhat unique person not to toot my own horn too much but I, I think it's um it's an interesting combination because my dad was always he's always very driven he still is I talked to him yesterday um, he's a very driven person always trying new ideas always trying new things even uh, even in his um, later years, dare I say, he's gonna be so mad that I said that. <laughs> um, uh, even even later in life, he's still trying new things and experimenting. Like he's the type of guy that's not gonna retire, and I'm likely gonna be that way as also. And you know, my mom is like that too. She's always thinking about um, people and projects and getting involved in things. She's a little bit more relaxed than he is, um, but I think that's too to my strength as well, uh, where I don't take a lot of things too seriously, I don't care about things that don't matter, we try not to waste our time on things that use brain power that we don't care about, um, some people say it's lazy, I could say it's lazy, but it's mostly about, uh, I think it's about focus, and um, it allows us to really concentrate on the things that matter, which is family and people, and getting the sale, or trying a new idea, and um, really pushing ourselves. So having a bit of that background of both being a driven person, coming from a very driven person, and then someone, coming from someone who is very kind of interested in the spotlight. You know, my mom always liked pop, liked pop culture stuff and, and those things. So I, um, and watching those, I still watch those award shows and I think of her every time. Like, I call her the next day and we talk about it <laughs> or um, you know I, I wanted to move work in the movie industry oh no oh, I'm not even talking hold on okay a button came up saying that the upload failed so I had to press the button but it's still recording so let's go <laughs> um, uh, so yeah I would call her the next day and we talk about the award stuff and and my some some of my ambitions were painted in that wanting to work in the movie industry wanting to do things that involve being in the spotlight a little bit more in terms of making music or improv or acting or I would have even loved like some some sense of like modeling or something like that I think that could have been fun or interesting I don't really have the body type or the face for that but um, uh, you know there's maybe still a future of acting or comedy or something I don't know I haven't really dove into that but that side particularly I would say comes from my mom they're both very funny and entertaining people but um, definitely comes from my mom. Uh, so as I uh, was going through school, I was starting to like, when I was doing book reports and things, I would start to put 
logos on the back of my book reports and start playing with like names and stuff. So it would say like kids enterprises with a Z at the end <laughs> with some clip art and whatever. So I was just trying to like brand my book report and I was always so interested in the aesthetics of it, making it look nice, making a cover for it. Like that stuff was always more fun than actually researching and writing the topics. So I kept kind of honing that and working on that as I would go along. I would, I would actually love doing reports because it was an excuse to play with that stuff to, uh, to try a new cover or try a new logo or something and see if the, sometimes the teachers would comment on it and say, oh, that's interesting. Nobody ever does that. Um, to people would kind of foresee my future, I guess, because of that. Um, so as I went through high school, um, really, really elementary school to middle school, it was a lot of that stuff. Middle school was a lot of like, middle school was an interesting shift because it becomes more people focused. And at that point in my life, I was not very people note focused, uh, kind of more of a traditional nerd. It wasn't cool to be a nerd back in the day, like it is now, like being a nerd now, you're probably like interesting and fun to talk to and girls like you. It's weird. <laughs> um, but back in the day, not so much. You're just kind of awkward and you look at the girls that you like and you're like, oh, I could never talk to her. <laughs> um, and you just, you become so focused on that. And for me, uh, particularly as I got through high school, you see that more and more people continue to care about that sort of thing. And for me, I wanted to focus on like business or art or um, things that I really enjoyed and drawing and stuff like that. And it, it became like this disparity, like more people became focused on people and I wanted to keep focusing on art and making things and doing things. And, you know, it creates that social divide because people think you're weird for focusing on that stuff. When I think other people are weird for focusing on other people so much. Um, I mean, at this stage of my life, I realize that focusing on people is important, but I also realize that many people never got past that phase. And now that they're, they're kind of like older and they're not, they haven't honed a craft or anything like that. Maybe they're just like a general salesman and they're not doing much with their life. You know, they're, they're kind of, they look back fondly on high school as the peak of their life. And for me, I feel like I haven't even hit the peak of my life yet. I'm still on the up, up and up. So yeah, high school, high school, I won't even touch on too much. It was just a lot of, um, drawing and I didn't even know what to do with my life. I knew I liked drawing and the design and things like that, but I didn't think there was a career in it. Most of the things that I liked, I had no idea that I could have made a career out of it, um, which is, I guess, why I'm compensating for that now with all these different projects that I have and realizing that I can do those things. Um, but, uh, all right, my segment's almost up, but we'll, next I'll talk a little bit about college and that's, that's a big one for a lot of people. So having a bit of that background of both being a driven person, coming from a very driven person, and then someone, coming from someone who is very kind of interested in the spotlight. You know, my mom always liked pop, liked pop culture stuff and, and those things. So I, um, and watching those, I still watch those award shows and I think of her every time. Like, I call her the next day and we talk about it. <laughs> or, um, you know, I, I wanted to move, work in the movie industry. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not even talking. Hold on. Okay. A button came up saying that the upload failed, so I had to press the button. But it's still recording, so let's go. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I would call her the next day and we'd talk about the award stuff. And, and my some, some of my ambitions were painted in that, wanting to work in the movie industry, wanting to do things that involve being in the spotlight a little bit more in terms of making music or improv or acting. Or I would have even loved like some, some sense of like modeling or something like that. I think that could have been fun or interesting. I don't really have the body type or the face for that, but, um, uh, you know, there's maybe still a future of acting or comedy or something. I don't know. I haven't really dove into that, but that side particularly, I would say comes from my mom. They're both very funny and entertaining people, but, um, definitely comes from my mom. Uh, so as I uh, was going through school, I was starting to like, when I was doing book reports and things, I would start to put logos on the back of my book reports 
and start playing with like names and stuff. So it would say like Kids Enterprises with a Z at the end <laughs> with some clip art and whatever. So I was just trying to like brand my book report and I was always so interested in the aesthetics of it, making it look nice, making a cover for it. Like that stuff was always more fun than actually researching and writing the topics. So I kept kind of honing that and working on that as I would go along. I would I would actually love doing reports because it was an excuse to play with that stuff to uh, to try a new cover or try a new logo or something and see if the sometimes the teachers would comment on it and say oh that's interesting nobody ever does that um, to people would kind of foresee my future I guess because of that um, so as I went through high school um, really really elementary school to middle school it was a lot of that stuff middle school was a lot of like Middle school was an interesting shift because it becomes more people-focused, and at that point in my life, I was not very people-focused, uh, kind of more of a traditional nerd. It wasn't cool to be a nerd back in the day, like it is now. Like, being a nerd now, you're probably, like, interesting and fun to talk to, and girls like you. It's weird. <laughs> um, but back in the day, not so much. You're just kind of awkward and you look at the girls that you like and you're like, oh, I could never talk to her. <laughs> um, and you just, you become so focused on that. And for me, uh, particularly as I got through high school, you see that more and more people continue to care about that sort of thing. And for me, I wanted to focus on like business or art or um, things that I really enjoyed and drawing and stuff like that. And it, it became like this disparity, like more people became focused on people and I wanted to keep focusing on art and making things and doing things. And, you know, it creates that social divide because people think you're weird for focusing on that stuff. When I think other people are weird for focusing on other people so much. Um, I mean, at this stage of my life, I realize that focusing on people is important. But I also realize that many people never got past that phase. And now that they're, they're kind of like older and they're not they haven't honed a craft or anything like that maybe they're just like a general salesman and they're not doing much with their life you know they're they're kind of they look back fondly on high school as the peak of their life and for me I feel like I haven't even hit the peak of my life yet I'm still on the up up and up so yeah high school high school I won't even touch on too much it was just a lot of um, drawing and I didn't even know what to do with my life I knew I liked drawing and design and things like that, but I didn't think there was a career in it. Most of the things that I liked, I had no idea that I could have made a career out of it, um, which is, I guess, why I'm compensating for that now with all these different projects that I have and realizing that I can do those things. Um, but, uh, all right, my segment's almost up, but we'll, next I'll talk a little bit about college and that's, that's a big one for a lot of people. So after high school, really at my senior year of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I was, I was, first of all, I was terrible in high school because I didn't care. I knew that the system was kind of bullshit and didn't really work within the means that I needed it to work for me. I felt like I was ahead of a lot of people. Again, trying not to brag. It's not that I actually was. I think there was a lot that I could have learned and I closed myself off, but I also felt like I was not learning the things I wanted to learn or felt like I needed to learn. And um, it really, I don't know, it's, it, it kind of stunted my focus and I didn't get to think about the future in a way that I really wanted to. So, but because of that, I knew I wanted to go to a school that was very focused. Like I wanted to make sure that I didn't go to like a community college or continue to, I didn't want to go to 13th grade. You know, I wanted to, focus on something and be surrounded by people who are doing the same things that I wanted to do. At that point, I didn't know what that was, but um, I started out in Catholic school, in high school, and then in my junior year, my parents couldn't afford it anymore, so uh, I went to a public school, which was a big shift because I went to like the most, uh, subjectively, the most dangerous high school in uh Philadelphia, which was great. <laughs> I got in and got out as fast as I could. And, um, uh, but Catholic school, like I was completely useless because I didn't, I didn't understand anything about religion. I didn't care about it. I thought it was 
pointless and stupid, so I rebelled, and I, I didn't do anything in, in a lot of classes. So actually switching to a public school was a, a, a godsend, uh, ironically, <laughs> because I, I got the chance to refocus a little bit and really sail through high school so I didn't have to spend another year in high school. I would have had to repeat if I uh, stayed in Catholic school, most likely. So I got a chance to reset, and in my senior year, there was a recruiter that came from ITT Tech. He came and talked about uh, career in computers and things like that, because in my school, in my public school that I went to, there was an IT department, so I was, I had picked that because I liked computers, I was always messing with them, I was playing with websites. So I skipped that part. When I was 14 or 15, I was really into anime and Dragon Ball Z. So I got involved in the community. I started getting involved in, I really liked websites um, for Dragon Ball. So I started taking the code from those websites, breaking them apart and putting them back together and creating my own website. And I wanted to create my own aesthetics. So I downloaded a legal, a legal copy of Photoshop 7, I think it was, 6 or 7 and started playing with the filters and piecing things together and realized that these websites that I've been looking at and admiring are just like bits and pieces of things that I could put together in Photoshop. So I started creating banners and sizing them correctly and putting them into this website and replacing the code with my code, finding a host, which was like Homestead or GeoCities at the time, and, um, and, and putting that stuff back into the into the community so I would make my own site and try to get new followers and and do that sort of thing uh, and I would also play with video so it took forever to download videos but I would take days to download clips of Dragon Ball and then I would take songs from like Linkin Park and Three Doors Down or whatever and make music videos from that uh, I would use QuickTime Editor or I would not always have the right editing software for the types of clips that I had. So I would just kind of fantasize about the kind of clips that I wanted to make, the kinds of music videos I wanted to make. I would essentially have a storyboard where I'd have 20 clips open and I would play a few seconds of the song, play the clip alongside it, or I'd play the song and then I'd start each clip at the moment in the song that I wanted the clip to start. And I would just keep going through it and refining it I couldn't actually put it together because I didn't have the right software, but in my head it was so clear as to like where the timing of the hits were and how cool it would be to like cut these quickly and things like that. So that sort of, uh, I'd say if I had like a natural talent, it would be for that, for like music and timing and things like that. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, that next. So when I was 17, I got my first guitar, and I started playing with music um, at that stage. I was just kind of like taking a microphone and recording things. I uh, had a couple of instrumentals I was playing with, um, but nothing really major. I knew, But I knew I always wanted to make my own stuff, and that's kind of a through line for me, is I have always wanted to make my own version of something. As much as I like things, I liked, I wanted to consolidate as much as I could of the things that I loved into a new version of the thing of the thing so I always wanted to you know with I wanted to make my own version of a Dragon Ball website and I wanted to make my own Blink-182 songs <laughs> essentially so I started playing with that um, and around that same time is when the ITT tech recruiter came along uh, I know I, I went away from that story before so IGT Tech Recruiter came along, which was perfect timing because at that point I had decided I wanted to like take a year off from high, from school. I didn't really know what to do with my life, and it was kind of lucky that he came along. So with that, my friend and I, we were like, let's go do that. <laughs> Just kind of like it was a Friday night, like, let's go to the movies. <laughs> let's go to this college. Like, sure. So um, we... I didn't understand anything about like finances or student loans or anything like that, so I was just like, let's go to college is what you're supposed to do, right? Um, which is a big problem that a lot of people have these days. Well, I'll have another episode about college. We'll do that. Um, but anyway, um, 
Yeah, so my friend and I, we went to ITT Tech. We spent a few years there. We spent two years at ITT Tech focusing on multimedia, which was just kind of like learning how to burn CDs and design things and some 3D animation uh, and putting a computer together um, and a bunch of little things. It was kind of like a mishmash of stuff, um, which was cool. You know, at the time, it was like a new frontier and I think it was nice to get involved in it at that time. I think the timing for that was perfect. I think today would be different because you could learn so much on your own, but at the time you couldn't. You know, YouTube wasn't going to be around for a few more years. So it was actually for about a, yeah, yeah, YouTube came around a year after I graduated. So I graduated in 2005 from college, from my first college. And from there I knew I wanted to hone the aesthetic side of things. So I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia um, which was, in a lot of ways, it feels like a waste of money because it was a lot of money. But in, in many other ways, it taught me a lot of refinements when it comes to design. I learned a lot of techniques. I met a lot of cool people. Um, college is really... The one thing I didn't focus on in college that I think, if you're a college kid listening to this, is meeting more people. I met some cool friends, and I have some, of, some friends that I know that I'll keep in contact with for the rest of my life. I've met in college, um, but I wish I made more business relationships in college. Uh, went to more networking events and talked to people and and um, really shared more ideas because I, ever since I was a kid, I was very isolated. You know, I was always, I was doing these projects, but I was doing them on my own. I wasn't collaborating with people. I was making it my website. I was doing everything myself. I was making websites. I was making songs. I was learning about all these things on my own and um, part of that was learning to not rely on people um, and while that's a good thing it's also it was also too much in one direction uh, I needed to learn how to put trust in people a little bit more and I you know part of that was likely how I was raised um, you know we uh, <clears throat> and it's gonna be I get a little bit personal I guess but uh, Sometimes as a kid, and I talked to my parents about this, so they're cool with it. <laughs> We're cool now, but uh, in some cases, you know, I felt like my parents would do something nice for us as kids, and then they would try to hang it over your head. And for me, that sort of taught me to not give too much, which was not, I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. At the time, um, it, it kind of put some trust issues in, in, into me to to not to put too much out there because it could be used against you. Um, and that wasn't good. That wasn't a good thing. Um, I mean, it's good to have those barriers up and be protective of yourself and, and have some defenses up. But I think I had too much at the time and it would have been nice to get to know more people. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more about college next. This segment is up. So if you're in college, just starting it or... Um, about to go into college, I would recommend going in with the mindset of knowing, getting to know people. Um, I think I had the advantage of wanting to, of being jaded by high school and wanting to stay focused in college. So I didn't do the college, like the traditional college experience. You know, I went to power parties, I had a good time, I had fun, but I didn't live in a dorm. I didn't have, you know, I, I lived at my mom's house. Um, my parents' house. I always say my mom's house. My dad gets upset about that. <laughs> um, my parents' house. And, um, you know, I, I went to parties and did that stuff, but I don't know. My focus was actually on the work. Like, I was always thinking a few steps ahead, and I think more people should do that. I think, particularly when you go to college, you should be thinking about networking and people, because often they think about it when it's too late. You're in your last quarter of college and it's like, oh God, now I have to meet people and now I have to find a job. And really you should be planting those seeds as early as you can. Um, you know, going to networking events or finding out what connections you have because personal connections are going to be the number one way to, to find a job or find clients or whatever the situation may be for you. And, and I say, like, I, I say that not exclusively for young people. I would say for anyone going into college, you know, if you're going back to college as an older adult, 
uh, that the same holds true because you're going for a reason, right? You're going to learn something and you're going to utilize that piece of paper or the time there as uh, leverage to get a job. And I think, I think, I think that's the big differentiator is a lot of people go to collect the piece of paper and really what you should be doing is collecting phone numbers, not, not girls to sleep with, but, (laughs) um, phone numbers of people to connect with and that can help you in your career. So that's something I wish I did more in college. I liked that I was very focused and I learned things and did plenty, but I was also, I was kind of half in the same way I was half in. I was, I was really not at all in, in college, but, or in, in high school, but I was still kind of half in, in college. Um, I went in very determined and, uh, in my first semester, I failed a class because of a, um, technicality, which was totally heartbreaking. So basically what happened, and I know this is going to be a long-winded episode, I apologize, but I will support you wholeheartedly if you listen all the way through. Um, So I failed on a technicality. I forgot to cite something on a paper, and she came around the class one by one and asked people if they had their citations, and I said no, and she kicked me out of the class then and there, as well as other people who didn't do it. I say a technicality, but I didn't do it. Let's be real. I didn't do it. Um, And it it was largely because I didn't have them. Like, I did all the work, and I didn't save the links, and I didn't save all that stuff. So that was a good lesson (laughs) in doing that, keeping track of your research. But, um, you know, I was never good at research papers, but at the same time, you know, I felt confident in knowing what I was doing. So it really sucked. It was really deflating to um, to feel that, and I kind of regressed into high school mode. And I did a lot of the work, but at the same time, I became pretty lazy throughout the rest of college. I pushed my way through um, because I knew in the long term I needed to do this. In the short term, I was so frustrated, and I I didn't want to push through. I failed so many classes, and. I failed a lot of classes. I failed, I failed a lot of college classes, like an embarrassing amount of college classes. And at $1,200 a class, (laughs) I'm paying for it now, but, um, it was really rough, but I knew, I knew that it was good for me and I had to keep pushing because that was a school that was tough. And there were hundreds that would apply and start out, but only like 50 graduated. And I was one of those. So in its own way, college was also kind of a mess, (laughs) but it was, it was fun. It was different. Um, I, I think progressively through my career, I've been learning how to, um, catch myself being lazy or not caring and actually getting out of a situation or moving on as opposed to pushing through it. I think in that case, I needed to push through it. I needed to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, Unfortunately, it cost me a lot of money and I'm still paying for it and I'll probably still be paying for it for at least the next decade, which is super frustrating on its own, but a lot of it was self-inflicted and I need to take responsibility for that. Anyway, so um, my last quarter of college, because we had quarters and we worked through the summer. Um, uh, I was there for four years. I graduated in 2010. So my last quarter, I got an internship at a TV station because I had a connection through my dad. And I I still interviewed and went through the process, so I wasn't given anything. Um, I showed them my portfolio. um, And it was the first time I was interviewing for something. So I I was real hype about it. But also very natural and very comfortable. I think I was, it helped me to be, you know, my, my dad's sales side and my mom's very, you know, my, my parents are both very charismatic in their own way. Um, my dad can turn it on and be a sales businessman, um, businessman, businessman, um, sounds like a Jewish last name, David businessman. Um, 
anyway, um, both my parents, they're funny, like what just happened, and they have their own type of charisma. You know, my, my dad can turn it on, and my mom is very charismatic in the... She's very funny, and she, again, is very immersed in, like, pop culture and movies and things like that, so she references a lot of that stuff all the time, and she can just... She, she knows how to have fun, so I, I, I attribute all of any bit of entertainment that I give to people or charisma or whatever to that, to them. And I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that. Damn it. I should have got a breakfast burrito again this morning and I missed it. Ah, grr. Ah, anyway, um, what was I going on about? Um, yes, internship. So I, I, it was my first interview with somebody and it was nice to finally go through it. It was, I was lucky that the guy that I was interviewing with, my dear friend Eric Woods, who I haven't talked to in a while, um, who's doing good in life, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I interviewed with him, and he was super funny, easy to talk to. He liked my portfolio, which was great. It was this big print, awkward print portfolio that cost me so much money to print, <laughs> but he really liked it, the and it looked great, and I was hired. So that's really where like my the career portion of my life really started um you know post college i mean i was working for my dad while i was in college um i I skipped over that too like my first job was at taco bell when i was 15 i worked there for a few years quit and then uh, about a year later i needed money so i worked at taco bell again and then i quit to go work with my dad because i knew that was part of my career path. So it was like after high school, I knew I wanted to go to college. So I started working with my dad and doing flyers for him and his clients, banners, things like that, and doing what I could with what knowledge of graphic design that I had. And then, you know, college really helped me refine those skills. Um, I'll stop at this bagel place. That's what I'll do. Anyway, (laughs) I have to talk out loud because I'm driving. And, um, so yeah, refining those skills really helped me nail that internship at PHL 17. Um, so in the next segment, I'll kind of breeze through the rest of little bits of my career and we'll wrap this up and talk about today. So real quick, I want to touch on internships. Uh, you should be willing to work for free. That's all. I shouldn't say anything else. You have no experience. You should be willing to work for free. Yeah, and for free problem with the battle against paid versus free internships is the misunderstanding of value. Value is not necessarily monetary. Value is in a, the experience, getting to know the people, um, getting to network and help as many people as possible and having something to show for it. Um, without, with a lower bar of entry than somebody who is being hired. Uh, I mean, if you're going to be hired to work somewhere, then you're going to have a higher expectation. But to be an intern, all you really have to do is be someone out of college who is not a shitty person, who can demonstrate at least the basic set of skills. If you're going to be hired for a position, you need to be further along. You need to have more skills. You need to have more things like that. So you shouldn't expect to be paid when you're not ready to be paid. Uh, and you need to see the value in doing it for free. And that's what I did when I interned at PHL 17. I did that for a few months and then, uh, I got a job somewhere else after I was done with that internship. I was working at a, uh, place that did print collateral for funeral homes. So thank you cards, posters, and things like that of like people who just passed away and like little memorial type stuff. Uh, And then a few weeks after that, I got called from PHL 17 saying, hey, we need help with stuff and we really liked your work and um, we wanna hire you. So they hired me for 15 bucks an hour, which was crazy at the time. (laughs) A lot of money, it felt like. And um, I jumped on it. And at that time is when I had met my now wife and we were talking and she lived in California and I was making a plan to move out here. So it was perfect timing to get that job 
So I had two jobs for a long time, worked my ass off, saved a few grand, paid off some debt. Uh, I worked like 80 hour weeks. I was working like crazy for those like 10 months. And um, it was totally worth it. it. It allowed me to come out here and I had to really put the time in. Pardon the noise. And I really had to put the time in to get to where I wanted to be. So, and California is where I wanted to be. I loved the pop punk culture. I was sick of Philly being a place that harbored people who wouldn't do anything with their lives. They would talk a lot about how they wanted to leave and do new things, but nobody would do it. So I wanted to lead by example and get out of there and show, show people that you can have a better situation. You just have to actually put the time in, put the work in and make it happen. So that's what I did. <laughs> uh, moved to California 10 months later, quit those two jobs. Uh, I came out here with money and a dream, but no job. And uh, I was confident, I felt maybe a little bit too confident, but confident enough to try and get myself a job or to freelance for a while. And that's what I did when I got to California. I had an apartment and I walked to pretty much every store in the neighborhood, every local business, and talked to them about how I could help them with their graphic design needs. I had one client where I redid his website for a pizza shop um, and did a couple other little projects. But again, I made some other mistakes along the way. A guy wanted his window painted and we, he, we agreed to like cover his whole window which I thought was a bad idea, but he wanted to do it anyway. So I did it, and then he was like, no, that's not what I wanted, so I had to scrape off all the paint. <laughs> it was terrible. It was, like, not worth the money, not worth the time, but I got it done. And, you know, look, you have to be impeccable with your word. You know, you give your word that you're going to do something. I can't just leave that guy in the dust. I had to take care of it. So it sucks, but, you know, you be smarter. That's all. You just learn from those stupid mistakes. Um... And this was like seven years ago. So, uh, yeah. So now we come to like a little bit more of the modern, modern phase of my history. And, uh, I'll, uh, talk about that in the last segment. So now we come to a more modern stage of my career, my career life, my life career. Um, this is about 2011 at this point. I, uh, well, I, uh, once I got to California, which was November, 2010, I spent a few months, probably like six months trying to make it out on my own, which didn't quite work. Uh, I was starting to run out of money and, um, I was starting to interview for jobs like crazy. Otherwise I would have to move back to Philly, which would probably feel like one of the biggest failures of my life. And for me, my pattern is I have one big success and then I have one big failure. That's just kind of, that's kind of how it's going. But with the type of person that I am, that I take risks and I try things, like, that's kind of, it's going to kind of come with the territory. So, um, beginning of 2011, and we'll try to fast forward a little bit, um, I got two jobs at the same time, actually, which was a godsend. It was amazing. I got a job at Legend 3D as a 3D uh, artist, and then I got a job at Fox 5 San Diego, a TV station, through connections of the of the previous internship, adding even further value to having an internship and the job that I had there. Um, that got me the job here in San Diego, and I basically made news graphics behind the anchors during news broadcasts. And um, for Legend 3D, we would do 3D models, or uh, turn 2D scenes into 3D scenes. And that's when I learned that my 3D vision is not great. My left eye has always been very bad. Um, so I learned that my 3D vision is not very good. So uh, I can see depth. I can see shallow depth pretty well, like really extreme depth. But everything else looks kind of flat um, to me. And I never really realized that until I was doing A-B testing where I was making some changes and doing 3D stereo tests and I would not see anything. Um, so I'd have someone review what I was doing and it was like, nope, this doesn't look like good at all. I was like, oh, uh, I can't do this job. Um, luckily they were nice enough to find me a new job as a render technician, which was nice that I had value in IT as well. So I moved over to the IT side 
and um, did that for a few years and learned how to be a render technician to manage a render farm and do all that stuff, which proved valuable because a guy that I work with now worked with me at Legend 3D, so that was pretty cool. And uh, so I did that for a few years and then I got let go um, because I kind of... I started to fall apart. It, like the social structure didn't quite work. Um, culture was kind of falling apart, and um, you know, sometimes I have uh, I have either cyclothymia or or light bipolar d disorder. So I go through these cycles of of feeling terrible and feeling good, and sometimes in those terrible cycles, I can be kind of irritable and unfocused, and and. Um, that's where a lot of the failures come sometimes. Um, but that's another discussion we'll have. Um, and I talk about that openly. So if you see on my Twitter account, I talk about that stuff all the time. Um, and, uh, so from there I got let go from that job. And then a few months later I was applying for more jobs and I got a call from Strid. Well, I don't want to say if I'm not going to say the name that they, they know who they are. Um, so I got a job at a marketing agency that, um, worked on feature films that, that promoted feature films. So legend 3d was 3d conversion for feature films, which I was like a dream. It was cool. I always wanted to work in movies and I finally did. And I got a feature credit in man of steel and the 3d re-release of top gun. So that's super cool. Like that is my, I'm cemented in, in that history. So that's, that's I'm, I'm cool with that. Even though they're top guns amazing and the man, man of steel wasn't the well, most well received, but I liked it and I'm pretty proud to be involved in it. Um, so I went into film marketing from there and, um, I was the first one, first designer hired at that job and, uh, basically was a freelancer for a few months and, um, they liked me and they brought me on full time, did proposals. I did, um, pretty much everything I could. And, um, I want to talk about real quick. I'll, okay. I know this was going to be the last segment, but I'm running out of time. So. Um, I'm going to do one more segment where I talk about the, my last job leading up to today, and then uh, I encourage you to tell me your story. I'd love to hear about it. Okay, so this is like the modern, modern, modern today, today, today. So 2013 was when I got hired at my last job, uh, worked there for a few years, and um, everything went pretty well. Uh, and I want to emphasize that it, this place was in Santa Monica, which is three hours north of here. So when I first started working there, I was commuting up there every day. But it's something I really, really wanted. So I put in the work. I put in the time. And I pushed through it. Uh, after a while, they said, okay, great. You don't have to be here every day. You can work remotely. And we made that work, um, which was awesome. So I felt like I earned that because I put in the work. I put in the time. And if it's something that you really want, you have to kind of be ready to put in, to go the extra mile, at least for a little while. And if it's, if, if you're not seeing the results of your efforts, then maybe you have to adjust. If, you know, if I was doing that even longer and they weren't saying to me that I could freelance, um, or that I could do it from home, then, you know, that, that wouldn't work for me. I'd have to find something else. But because I wanted to work in film marketing and I was doing a lot of cool stuff, um, it felt worth it to me. So I did that for about a month and a half of commuting up in there, up there every day. I even brought my giant computer, like I had an iMac that I unplugged and replugged. <laughs> I brought home with me. I didn't leave it at work, and uh, I would I would bring that and plug it in and take it home. It was nuts, but I did that. <laughs> um, and for that, I had a job for a few years, and uh, it's one of my favorite experiences that I've had in my career. Everyone was really great. It was nice to have those. Again, I wish I had made better connections with those people. Um, but I'm also geographically disconnected because I still live in San Diego and um, I really want to build a network down here. So so now I have this job. So I spent six months after that last job kind of trying to make it work again and I wasn't making it work. I wasn't, I simply wasn't hustling enough. I wasn't putting in the work. I wasn't connecting with people and I wasn't, um, and I was dealing with a lot of personal emotional turmoil um, as I was going to therapy and kind of figuring myself out really kind of exploring this depression and bipolar side of me, um, over the past year. And that, that ultimately led to my leaving my last job. They let me go and, um, it didn't quite work because of, you know, I was having a lot of issues and I couldn't focus on work and it was showing. Um, 
and I, I learned a lot, which is why I'm doing this podcast because I went through probably one of the, you know, the past few years have been some of the best and worst in my life at the same time, worst emotionally and best in terms of like my career. And I got married and like, I'm so happy about my life and personal life, but I was also dealing with, you know, personal turmoil and mental illness and, and that sort of stuff. Like I'm, I'm grateful to be alive and continue to push through it. Um, so I got this job recently that I have and everyone here, it feels like a reward at the end of those six months or that year of, of working through that turmoil. Cause now I have a better understanding of who I am, of how to navigate people, what things I should care about and what I shouldn't care about. They value me for my expertise and my time. They look to me for a lot of advice and, um, I have a, I feel a sense of seniority. I feel like I'm finally getting to a point in my career where I'm getting more respect um, than I felt like I've had in the past, and things feel really great. So I'm I'm pretty happy and grateful for all those things. Um, and I'll talk more about that in the future. But that's kind of where I'm at up till today. I'm literally sitting in the parking lot of my job. I'm going to eat my bagel and go inside and um, wrap up stuff. So that project that I was doing was approved by the CEO yesterday. So we're going to wrap things up and get that online. And hopefully I can share that on social media soon. That would be really nice. Um, but for now I, you know, I wanted to get this story of my life kind of done and out of the way so that you can hear about it. And, um, if you wanted, if you got interested in me and what I'm talking about and wanted to learn it, this is here for you to do that. And then I'll probably reference some of this stuff as I continue to go along and talk about this stuff. So, I really appreciate that you take the time to listen to this, especially if you listened all the way through because it's got really long, but it's also weird to distill your life into a podcast. <laughs> so uh, thank you for listening. Welcome to, th thank you for listening to the Sino Audio Extravaganza. Really appreciate that. Follow me on Twitter at Rival My Design, at Future Boy Media, all the social channels. Hi, my name is Christian.com. Uh, swing for the Fences, soundcloud.com slash swing for the Fences, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.